0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible.
1: And we're live. Good morning. We're live. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to One Decent Pastor. Welcome yeah. to one cold morning. Yes,
2: <laughs> really, <laughs> really cold morning. It was like twelve or something when I woke Did up. Did you look around yeah. though that when you were
0: driving window. in at all? You've got, you've got the, everything's frosted. The it's mountains gorgeous. are white. Yeah, and there's beautiful. still, there's still the autumn colors in the trees. Yeah, it's it beautiful. It has cool looking. Man. If you're sitting by a wood stove, it's really cool <laughs> to look at. If what if you're wearing Crocs while you're sitting by the wood stove? I, yeah, that just ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna have to try a pair on one day just no, to you see don't. what. No, 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 in secret, uh, when
2: no one's looking, just to see what they feel like.
0: That's what does it. So,
1: oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. it's a slippery huh. slope, man. Yeah,
0: don't do it. No, they're hideous just, looking.
1: Just say no to Crocs. Yeah, I, I have, <laughs> and I think I will continue
2: to. Chad, I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. weird. It's weird. to come to yeah, do That.
0: <laughs> It's weird to see the weather turn so quickly because we had beautiful weather the other night at the trunk retreat. Yeah, it was uh, and even rain was in the forecast. Didn't rain, and then you wake Actually, up the next morning to snow right? and it's cold. That escalated and, quickly. Yeah, it did <laughs> it yeah. held off perfectly because right
2: at the end of the event, when people were packing up, you could feel a drop or two. Yeah, and it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, the God just had mercy on. Not that He just did that for us, but um, it he was. Had mercy, I know honestly. people were praying. It was a great yeah. event, yeah. great yeah. turnout, yeah. Um, just it amazing night, So very cool. Yeah, it was a huge success. Yeah. For sure. So, um, you know what are maybe worse than Crocs?
1: I can't think of anything. I got these big wool winter <laughs> socks
2: that I'm putting on now that, that it's winter, and they yeah. won't stay up. Socks that Ooh. don't stay up might be one of the, one of the worst if things. There, if there would have been eight, if there would have been
0: eight things the Lord hated, yes, I that, think that, that probably would have been number eight. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. socks that,
2: that do not
1: stay
0: up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry for what I you're going through. I appreciate yeah. that. And that's your cross to bear. Isn't it? <laughs> I'll get I'll get through it. I'm a fighter.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> all right, I are was we t- done? I
0: was told we can't talk about what we talked about last week because one person said they just flat tuned out when we started talking about uh, clipping certain oh. toenails. <laughs> oh, so that that conversation can't happen yeah. again. So it was a little hard. socks is okay, but we're you got to clean it up a little bit. Like toenails kind of gross me out quite a bit. We've said it twice now. When we went that way, it was all right. It was a little
2: crazy.
1: Uh, I've been told in the comment section here that it is 65 degrees in Bethesda,
0: Maryland. Wow. Yeah. That sounds better than 13 degrees or whatever it was when I got up. Jay
2: sent me, that is Jay, sent me an email yesterday saying that it was 70. He's like, what's up, dude? It's stinking beautiful out here. It's 70 degrees. And I'm like, it's snowing, period. (laughs) Sent it back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So have fun with that, Jay. Enjoy it for us. I had to drive into town yesterday, and the highway, they had not cindered the highway yet. Highway mm. well, wasn't too bad, but when I get into Bend, the first exit, there was a crash just beyond the exit, so everybody was taking that first exit on Murphy Road. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't centered, and that one's got a slope to it, and so people were sliding backwards down the exit. No, I mean, it was good. it was gnarly. Sounds like Portland. Wow, yeah. it was it was nuts. Wow, it
0: is kind of that every every winter we have yep. all the people that have never driven in snow that are trying to trying to. We figure have to relearn out. how to do this
2: again every yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and some people for the first time, which is really right. scary. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Anywho, what are we doing? Well, <laughs> you're you're we leading
0: you're <laughs> leading the charge today. So what are we talking yeah. about?
1: We're channeling Nancy Reagan. Today, this is where right? my head is, so this <laughs> is
2: this is why we're doing this topic today. So hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully this is helpful.
2: What did we title it, Chad?
1: We titled it "Just Say No to Drugs." Just
2: say no to drugs. Have you,
1: Chad, ever done drugs? Um, no. Have you ever been high? I've never been high. Really? That, drugs have never that's appealed imp- to me. That's at impressive, all, dude. At all. That's that's thinking rad. He, like even as a kid, like it just there just was no appeal to me there. So you've all. never even
2: been hotboxed your buddies know, didn't even I throw know, you in a car boxers. and roll up the windows and <laughs> smoke a joint
1: <laughs> no huh i've never been hot boxed. i i think it like it, i'm a control freak a little bit okay so i think it's just the thought of being out of control that's what does never appeal it, it is
2: it g- is largely a, a personality thing isn't it yeah like you've got some people that that like hate being out of control yeah. right and then you got some people that uh that hate being you know normal <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, being not. not out of control. Yeah. So yeah. Have you ever have you ever been drunk? Uh I have been drunk. How was that?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, not great.
0: How was that? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I, was like, I could have gone back. Highly recommend. recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: I guess if it was really good I might say, Well I don't remember. But, um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Again, Brent? again control freak.
0: What was the question? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you do drugs?
0: Do I do drugs? <laughs> Wow. Have you ever done have drugs? You done drugs? Actually, have you I, ever done I'm drugs? I'm taking Lassartan for my heart right now. <laughs> the, okay, uh, well there you go. So yes, number. I'm cur- currently on drugs. No, I've never done, never done drugs.
1: It's, should we clarify illicit drugs, not like prescription drugs? <laughs> well,
2: like, we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about maybe like for, for, for pleasure, All like right. to get high. I can wasted. neither
0: I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> no. Yes.
2: You I, were you were a baddie, weren't you?
0: Uh, BC uh, before Christ. Uh, I did a lot of. Stupid things, including a lot of drugs. Anything I could try and get my hands on, I did. In Idaho, it was fortunately harder, yeah, to uh, get to get your hands on some things. But anything I could and uh, you know get my hands on, I would try. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we all know the answer to you. Yes. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yes. It's been a long
2: time, but yes. Yeah. Um, the reason um, we're going to talk about this, we're actually going to talk about how drugs and alcohol affect us spiritually. So I'm glad that none of us pursue that lifestyle uh, AC. A- a- yeah,
0: AD. <laughs> <laughs> after, oh, after Christ. Christ. Okay. Yeah. A- after a- we
2: is, died, is, though. Is Anno Domini. Okay. okay. It still works. Okay. After we You're died, right. yeah. We, we can yeah. use and that. And we're made so. new
0: creations. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I think that we've all seen maybe maybe uh, an influx of um, maybe a relaxing of a
0: conviction, even in the church with Christians, you know. With, well, especially with... after it was legalized. Uh, that that seemed to really kind of open the, the door to yes. now it's legal, so there's nothing stopping it. Before right. you could say, oh, it's against the law, so, I, you know, I shouldn't do it because I'll be breaking the law. But now no laws are being broken. So exactly. So fair game is kind of a, a lot of the mindset.
2: And we're not stopping right. there. I mean, as far as our society, we're not stopping it, you know, legalizing uh, marijuana. Now it's going now, into— Mushrooms
0: are on the—there's there's a couple of things on the yeah. ballot right now about— It's going into some pretty hardcore stuff,
2: and it's all under the umbrella of how it helps us. Right, yeah. And so Christians have also bought into this narrative with some of these drugs um, that that, that's the justification, is that uh, it helps me. Right. And so I think we're going to talk a little bit today about how these things actually affect us spiritually. Like, are they really helping us where it really matters, which is in this relationship and this connection, or, or are they maybe harming us? Um, right. So that's that's kind of where we're going today. Uh, what does it mean? The Bible talks quite a bit. New Testament, I think a common phrase, especially with Peter, he likes it a lot. Um, but there's a common phrase in, in the New Testament, um, sober-minded. And of course, just because you see sober doesn't mean it's speaking to drugs and alcohol. Right. In the context of most of the places it's used, it's, it's speaking to other things um, and just thinking clearly. Um, but... But again, sober means you know it's what. What does it mean to be sober-minded? In, in control
1: of your faculties.
2: There you go. That's a good way to good way to put it.
0: Yeah, unclouded, and and I think uh, I don't know when, when when you're well. We'll probably get into this, but yeah. but the idea that when you're in control of yourself um, versus when you're not in control of yourself, the things you think, the things you say, the things you do, all of that stuff, you know, begins to to change. There you right? go. So there you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it literally uh, literally means uh, to be sober-minded, to be free from intoxicating um, effects. Is that what it says? Influences. Dude, I can't even read my writing anymore. I need to start typing this stuff out. So free from intoxicating influences. Um, and so drugs can be an intoxicating influence. Alcohol can be an intoxicating influence. But there's a lot of other things that are a lot more natural. Um, that are intoxicating influences, like what? Anger's always been a big one for me.
0: Oh, I was thinking more substances. Yeah, no. I was no. too. Coffee? I'm talking about like so. na- natural things, <laughs> so like a lot they're... of what's being
2: talked about in the Bible. So, so. love is yeah. intoxicating? Yeah, right? or or, say? or lust, yeah. both. Right, yep. fine line maybe. <laughs> yeah, which can cause us to, to think or act mm-hmm. in ways that we maybe wouldn't otherwise. Right. So love doesn't allow you to think
0: clearly. If you're right. in
2: love, you're not thinking <laughs> clearly. Yeah, well, jealousy, okay.
0: jealousy, <laughs> envy. Um, yes, there's a lot of things that that you'll just, fear. Yeah, fear. We'll do yeah. stupid things and right. weird
2: things and uh, yeah. maybe even out of the ordinary things out of fear. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, anger has always been the big one for me, um, and and I think that's why the Bible even you know speaks strongly, obviously against these things, mm-hmm. is because they they cause us to do things and act in ways and think in ways that normally we wouldn't you know, so I can, can, for example, I came in the other day with kind of poopy pants, uh, to, to the church building. And, uh, I was kind of off on something else and got onto you (laughs) because I was already angry with something else. And so the way I was talking to you and the things I was saying was not what I normally would because I was not being sober minded. That was the anger had frustration had been there. So that's just uh, an example. So there's all kinds of things that can pull us off of being sober-minded, yep. um, that we need to be on guard for and watch out for. Um, but then there's the the really easy ones, the the ones that we're actually intentionally doing to be to 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 cease to be sober-minded. Right. Um, and so, uh, why do you think it's so stressed important for the church or the believer to be sober-minded? Why is it something we see throughout our scriptures that we are encouraged uh, to be sober-minded? Why?
1: I know we probably already talked about this, but let's talk about it farther. Yeah. Well, I think we, we make our, our best decisions when we're sober-minded, when, when we don't have kind of these outside influences that are causing us to not think clearly or objectively. I mean, I think we, we have a hard time thinking objectively anyway, even when we are sober-minded. But when we have something that helps us to think less objectively and less clearly, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, it's just not good. No. Um, you know, there there's kind of the, the meme on social media that, you know, every great story starts with hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, there's just things that we don't do when we're when we're sober minded. Yeah, because we I, have wisdom about us. Yeah. at a greater we, level. As wisdom.
0: Christians, we've been called to holiness. Yeah. um and and we're also we've been called to a mission. Yeah. And and in order to do both of those things, well, you you need to be sober minded. Mm-hmm. You need to be on, you know, high alert, so to speak. Sure. Uh, the fact that Christ is coming back and we're supposed to live as though it could be at any moment sure. means that we're supposed to live, you know, in a, in a holy way and on mission so that we're we're, you know, Yep. And when you, when you right. kind of do that other thing, all that kind of goes away.
2: Sure. So. Even the fact yeah. that like, it implies, it implies that there's, um, an enemy, like a danger about, and we know that we have an adversary.
0: Like that's the reality. Actually, that verse starts out by saying, be watchful, be sober minded. Exactly. Cause you For, have an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> For your <laughs> yeah. enemy, the yeah. devil is. Yeah.
2: So, so like the main thing is like, there, there's a da- there's a reason why we need to keep our head and keep our thoughts straight because, um, because there's something at stake. There's actually someone who's opposing everything that we're doing and everything that, that God has right. left us here to do. Yeah. And so because there's an adversary, because there's a, a threat and a danger, um, we need to be thinking straight. We need to be seeing clearly, um, all, all
1: that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think God, God gives us inhibitions for a reason. Yeah. I mean, we can take those things too far, but but, but we have something inside us that says, you know, don't do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Oftentimes for,
1: sure. for a reason, for our own good, for our safety, for protection, mm-hmm. um, it's just hardwired into us by God.
2: Sure. So, so if, it's, if it's true that we already have this, this, um, this adversary um, that's looking to destroy or steal or take from us or, um, you know, cause us to be ineffective, why would we as Christians, why do people willingly um,
0: go to drugs or alcohol, do you think, to actually become inebriated? I mean, I think for, for a lot of us, it's a, it's just a way of escape. Um, things are hard in life. Uh, things are, you know, dismal at times. Yep. It's just a way to check out and, you know, kind of get away from it all, so right. to speak, mm-hmm. is the idea that I think most people, that that's, you know, that's the draw in my opinion. Sure, for sure. And there's also the element of like, you know, if I really want to have a good time, um, you know, I'm not gonna dance if I'm sober. So you know, if I have, if I knock <laughs> back a few, you know, then I'm all of a socially sudden, awkward. So uh, yeah, like, yeah, I need,
1: I need help with yeah. being yeah. friendly. And, yeah, that'll yeah. make everything better. It's true. Like I am not gonna dance if I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> I, I claim that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna dance as
0: well. So if <laughs> so, you, so so you ever danced? see me dancing, just know <laughs> <laughs> Well know that it's time to, it's time to get, get Chad a driver. We got to <laughs> spike his coffee. I want to see Chad dance. and I've
1: also maintained for years that sober people don't karaoke.
0: Well, I think everybody's. You know, there's different kinds of people out there. But everyone we had... sings
1: in the shower, but maybe
0: not in front of others, right? <laughs> I don't sing. In the I don't showers. know if he does. You know, we've been to Come concerts. On, Chad, dude, we, seriously, David, <laughs> we've been to concerts with Chad, and the music is just going and it's thumping and it's pump good, yeah. Yeah. and he stands there as stoic as a statue. We <laughs> went to one not concert in particular
2: where yeah. it's impossible with the kind of grooves yeah, it's not to impossible. not at least go like this. Yeah, a And head- you look head- over at Chad, and he's a corpse. He's just a corpse <laughs> standing upright. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, what's wrong with you? Don't you have a pulse? We had to check his pulse. <laughs> yeah, crazy, Chad. All right. um, I'm the glad New Testament out of the way. I'm glad <laughs> we got that out of the way. Then this this is where it's going to get maybe a little bit sketchy, but we can have fun with this. It's a good discussion. New Testament several times uses the word sorcery uh, or witchcraft, depending on what version you have, which is translated uh, from the Greek word pharmakia, from which we get our English word pharmacy. Um is this a coincidence or is it a revelation <laughs> cuz this is where it starts to get weird i've heard christians like smart christians that know their bible well that will reject the idea that this has anything
0: to do with uh pharmacies you can't di- you can't mm-hmm. divorce it you completely can. you can say that there's i mean there's there's clearly you know a, a way to do drugs that, that doesn't involve sorcery or witchcraft, but there there's an element that's that's tied together that you cannot ignore. Well, this is and why I be, start off. You'd be by, foolish to ignore. This
2: is why I start off by asking you guys if you've done it, if you've ever experienced, um, and I know you have, and and I I know I have. I know, like with all my heart, there's no way I can deny um, the sp- spiritual doorway, the actual witchcraft that went. And and I'm and I had some great. "Quote unquote" great experiences, were, you know right. it wasn't like bad trips. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, There's a reality of of where what it leads you to. Um, that's real, <laughs> and wrong, yeah. and scary. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely there. So far, I mean the Bible makes that connection. Like so, and and the reason I bring that up is because when you look like kind of Old Testament witchcraft or sorcery. You see a lot of the Harry Potter stuff and the, wit- like the stuff that we would think is actual witchcraft, you know, fireballs right. or, you know, Aaron and Moses throwing down the staff and it becomes a snake and then Pharaoh's guys replicate. Like you see stuff like that, the witch of Endor, right? Right. So people who, who uh, specialize in the dead and deal with the dead. And that's kind of the stuff we usually look at as Christians and go, that's just straight evil and demonic. And that is witchcraft. But when you go to the New Testament, uh, the, again, this is this is how they're translating it. This is this is how this is the word for it. It's pharmakia. This is something that has to do with um, with potions and and um, you know things that it's medicine. It's drugs. Um, yeah. It's stuff that's altering our
0: our conscious state. So well, we've been we've been called to be filled with the spirit. Yes, and if we're filling ourselves with something else, uh, that's bad. And if we're filling ourselves with something that is actually going to open up a window or a doorway to to evil or to darkness. Um, which I think that drugs really will do that. Yes, right? you're you're really playing with fire. Yes, um, and I don't think people are looking at it that way, but to me it's no. it's very clear. And I remember, for me, it's very obvious because I know what it did to me. I know the way it made me think. I know the way it made me feel. Yeah, it didn't start that way, but but it kind of you know progressed that way. Exactly. Um, to the point where I was so depressed and so suicidal and so yes, just done with wanting to even exist.
2: So this is one of the deceptions of it, right? Is yeah. that is that. I think part of the reason people go to drugs, even Christians and people that, you know, may know better, be more guarded or discerning, go there is because it actually starts off by promising you um, help in whatever it is you're looking for. Like, it actually kind of puts that carrot out there and lets you experience a little of that initially. And then all it does after that is take.
0: Right. I mean, this is with-
2: So that's the deception of it. So right. many
0: of the prescription drugs that are out there when you're, I know you're, I'm probably jumping ahead. No, right? okay. But I, I, you see this so clearly, even the side effects that they talk about, yep. about, you know, when you're watching these commercials, but you, you want to feel different. Yep. So you take this thing sure. and before long, you're, you're a shell of your former <laughs> self. You, you're not even who you were used to be anymore, yep. but you're so numb and, and you don't care. Yep. Yeah. And that's where it starts. I mean, I've seen people like that where it's like, oh. you're not even, you're not even recognizable anymore. Where did you go? Yep. And they're so numbed, yep. but they're not feeling anything, and so that's better in some sure. way. Yep. Um, that's all hard, that matters. It's hard to but, be honest with yeah, yourself. Yeah,
2: so what's become yeah. a priority, especially yeah. I think for us American Christians, is ease. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> So all that matters you know, when challenge comes is to eliminate challenge. All that matters when pain comes is to eliminate pain. And so we won't even really be honest about or consider how it is— we're going to go about doing that, and what the effects of that is. All that matters is that the pain goes away. Well, even the idea yeah. of
0: depression, which is kind of funny, because I know we all, you know, struggle to some degree with yeah. depression, and some more than others, I think. But um, depression is kind of a normal part of life. It is, and and for the Christian, I would say it's it's you know, for us Christian pastor, <laughs> it's probably a pretty normal part of it is. you know. There's a part if you're in this world and not depressed, yeah, something's a little off because yeah. there's going to be times when when we will be, You yeah. know, we're longing for something much better than this and yes. so but but the idea that we shouldn't ever even be sad or depressed or experience anxiety all of those things are a normal part of yes, life right and we've tried to find a way to get rid of it's almost every like feeling them it's well, to get rid of them and not to deal with the root cause um, yeah, like we're asking. That is definitely often, part of it. Yeah. Right? If if I can just feel It's a way can, of escape. That's why we call yeah, it, a way escape.
1: Of an escape. And so we're not dealing with, you know, the original thing that caused that to begin with. Yep. And often it's
0: connected to, you know, our relationship with God and how we view the world and who totally. God is and who we are in light of who he is. Totally. What? man. Well, no, and we we go through life that way. where you know, I've had a hard day. It's Friday. I've got to go home now to my wife and kids and I've worked hard and I don't want it. it's a, you know, I'm going to go and have a few. Um, this is the mindset we're always in. You, right. know, I, you need to reward yourself or, or check out a yeah. little bit or whatever right. it is, right. as opposed to going home yeah. and, like, I've got a <laughs> wife and kids at home that love me and that I love, and I get to go spend time with them. And, you know, we just tend to rework our brains a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That, You know, what are you trying to get away from exactly? Yeah. It's
2: weird. The feeling component um, is kind of a big one to me. Like, God has given us all these things, even depression and stuff, result of the fall, but nevertheless, like, they're things that we're meant to, to feel um, and so it's it's interesting how that's kind of become our MO is like any time we feel something we don't want to feel, then we, we go right. ahead and, and, you know, throw a blanket well, over God it. Well,
0: God uses right. all of those things in our sanctification. He uses depression. Well, and they he all cause us to, to rely exactly. on Him sure. and to go to
2: Him. And yeah, it's all part of sanctification, yeah. part of the process of yeah. our growth and our maturing in Christ yeah. and, and even our our helping others and relying on others. Um, and mm-hmm. praying for others, and like like all of it is wrapped relating, up. Relating to others, being yes. able to
0: minister to yeah. others. You know, I have been through a time like that as well, and right. all totally. that stuff. And totally. we want to just get rid of it, erase it.
2: So, so going back to this, um, this is kind of why it's been accepted even in the church now. A lot of these substances, even recreationally, is because we look at bad feelings and say, it's good to not feel them, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or bad experiences and go, it's good to... <clears throat> To take a vacation from experiencing this bad experience, and these are the things that that we run to. Um, it makes me think of like the the kind of the Wizard of Oz, right? Because you've got the the good witch and the bad witch, and and we look at the bad witch, Christians, which I would say is like you know, the gonna... old te- old testament <laughs> witchcraft, and go, oh, that's horrible, you know. But but we're looking at the the good, what we're calling the good witch, and going, this ain't bad at all. This is actually helpful, and it's still a witch. <laughs> it's still something that's <laughs> leading us away from God and into a, a form of sorcery, something that's that we're not meant for, and it's actually taken from us. So, um, If the Bible um, is true in this, um, as far as like pharmakia and whatnot, uh, much of our modern, um, I'm trying to read what I wrote here because I don't even know what I wrote. A lot of our modern-day medicines and drugs, uh, recreational or not, are just modern-day equivalents of what history, the Bible, and the early church referred to as witchcraft. Uh, So here's where it gets a little sticky and tricky. Um, Are all drugs just straight-up bad? Are all drugs witchcraft? This this is where it gets weird. Because there are some people that we do fill for in certain conditions that they have, the way they're wired or not wired or whatever, where certain stuff has come to market that may, maybe um, maybe does benefit them and doesn't right. you know necessarily take from a spiritual component. Uh, sure. th- the problem is we can play with that all day long
1: and justify it however we want. But that's my question. Yeah. I think there's a lot of you know, drugs that you can take, like pharmaceutical-type drugs that you can take that don't have the side effect of affecting your sobriety. You know, like you take, you know, medication for, you know, high blood pressure. That doesn't affect your sobriety, sure. right? Sure. So there are those, those kinds of drugs that, that probably bring, you know, some sort of a benefit that aren't opening up any, you know, taking you down a weird path. Sure. Um, I don't know. Not my area of expertise, but that's, <laughs> that's my yeah. two cents Well, I don't that. think any of us <laughs> are,
2: are experts at it, but it is something that, that, you know, you see so many Christians thinking so differently about. I think it's something to consider. I think it's a, yeah. it's a place that we play with, I think. Sure. And, and it's so, like
0: a lot of things where you know it can be done to the glory of God. There are there are drugs that have come you know throughout history that have been you know a blessing from God. They've actually prevented diseases, prevented <clears> the spread of penicillin. diseases. So like, many you know so many good things that that we could point to and say this is like thank you Lord for bringing yeah. this into the world. Advil, you know, it's pretty pretty awesome little you know. Yep. <laughs> pretty little, you know, when I've got back pain and I can I can actually sleep at night because of that, that's yep. pretty good. Yep. But but what we always have to do, and, and this is hard to do sometimes, is look at the fruit of whatever it is we're taking and evaluate that honestly. Why are we is this, taking it? Yep. Is this pushing yeah. me closer to the Lord? Yep. Is it driving me further away from the Lord? Is this yep. driving me into the church and service? Is it driving me away from this? Yep. Is it making me a better husband father, et cetera? Is it making, you know, and this is where you have to finally be honest about it. Yep. And so many of these things right. are, are are having negative effects and nobody wants to acknowledge I'm them. I'm going to ask you a hard yes. question. Sure. Chad, I'm not pro- probably going to ask you because you haven't done it, all right?
2: <laughs> can someone can can a Christian smoke pot recreationally, and it be a, a good thing or something to the glory of God?
0: You know, for me, uh, the the with pot, and again, I've I've tried to ask this question with a lot of people. Yep. Um, alcohol is a different one where you can have a beer and not be affected, maybe two beers and not be affected,
2: or a glass of wine and or not, something not like that.
0: Um, but but most people, there's a point where you know that it's begin begun to affect you. With pot. It affects your brain receptors immediately. You you don't get a little. I mean, you can get really really high, obviously, but yep. it, but it immediately affects things. Yep. And and for me, I would draw the line the the moment something begins to affect my mind. Yeah. Um, which I believe is you know and intoxication, inebriation, not sober minded. Uh, yeah. um, you know. <clears throat> I'm not going to do it, and mm-hmm. and so um, and I think alcohol is one of those things too, where you got to be really careful. Yep. There's a line that, that that can easily be crossed. Well, that's the deception of it right. too, right? Is yep. you
2: can sit there, you can be sitting down having two beers over a period of an hour and think you're normal, and then yep. go to stand up and be right. like, oh crap, and Maybe then you <laughs> like it, it
0: can slowly kick in. You know, it's it's delayed. Well, and, and I find most <laughs> most people, most Christians especially, that you know allow the liberty of, of alcohol. Think they do it right? Almost right. every one of them think they do it right, right. and very few seem to do it yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they oh yeah, no, I got this under control. I know right. what I'm doing, and right. I, and I, I always am really careful. And it's like, well, you can't say words right now, and you're right. you know you're saying things that are kind of crude that you normally wouldn't say, and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah, right. for sure. So for me, I, I I just don't think, and I've also seen where where marijuana takes you. Yeah. And I, again, I'm talking 30 years ago that yeah. that I was doing this, and yeah. apparently it's changed a lot. Yes. Um, I. To me, it's it's because
2: uh, it's billed as the innocent drug. Oh, it's not bad. To me, it leads to bad. It leads to death.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would stay clear of it completely because it yeah. promises life and it leads to death. Yeah, and I haven't
2: done it for uh, thirty years either. Yeah. I think the last time I was high was maybe thirty-one years ago. It was and 19, back then, yeah. you know, I was a little poor, you know, grom, and so like I was getting dirt weed, you know, like stuff <laughs> that wasn't even fantastic, <laughs> and. um <laughs> with seeds and, and stems. And, um, and, uh, I would get high, like even off the garbage, I was getting high. And so like, for me, there were two stages like high, high and like wasted, like really high. Yeah. Um, whereas you're right. Like with alcohol, you can, you can maybe have a beer, have a glass of wine and well, people always try to equate yeah. the two. Well, they do this try is to okay, equate This should two. be okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't, to me, it, it well, when you're a, talking about a, the yeah. effects yeah. that They're come out of
2: alcohol, you know, like on society, yeah, as opposed to maybe marijuana. I'm not saying marijuana is innocent because we're finding <laughs> those effects too. But yeah, alcohol's horrible, dangerous, yeah. super bad for society. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but as far as the way it enters your bloodstream and you respond
0: to it is is different. Well, and yeah. the other thing to consider is why are you doing it? Totally. And, and so if if thing. if alcohol if it's if it's there to escape, if it's there to run to something, you know, I've you know I've had a hard day and I need. This yep. thing, then, then again, right. that's idolatry. That's that's sin yep. uh, every time. And and what is drugs or prescription drugs, marijuana, alcohol? If you're running to that instead of the Lord, that's 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 a form of idolatry. Totally, totally. Yeah, reliance on the wrong thing. It things. goes to your earlier point of you know, kind of do this thing to the glory of God. Yep. You know, can I sit down and
1: enjoy a beer or a glass of wine to the glory of God? You know, can I can I smoke a joint to the glory of God? Yeah, right. And yeah, and there yeah. may be a
2: point where where you could, and then no longer can, or Or maybe at some point you – or somewhere you you couldn't, and then maybe you could. Maybe God comes in and changes your heart towards something. Um, But, like, I I, I remember this clearly uh, real quick because you you brought it up earlier. Um, When I busted my leg, like – 14 years ago or something like that. Well, I can't remember when it was skateboarding. I snapped my femur. Uh, it was a bad break. I was going like in and out of consciousness with just the pain and the, the, like, the muscle spasms that were going on. And so, uh, you know, they replaced it and put in the titanium, but I, w- I was in the hospital for four days, like mainlined to morphine and morphine is just a gnarly, gnarly drug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I remember just thanking God thank you thank you Lord that like I couldn't imagine surviving those those four days right. with that broken leg without having that um, like it it made it bearable even though I was still in pain so then I go because it's a bad break that you can't cast or something um, I go home with full painkiller prescriptions right um, during my recovery well I'm on those things for a year as I'm recovering for a year I'm on, Whatever it was, some kind of painkiller, and I remember walking in one day to the office um uh, my doctor's office doctor's appointment, and he said i'm not I'm not gonna prescribe these to you anymore and it was kind of like that. <laughs> remember the Lord of the Rings where where <laughs> homie's little demon face come out because Frodo wouldn't let him touch the ring <laughs> no. It was like that like I got mad at the dude, and I was like, "You can't do that like you got you can't take that stuff away and I didn't realize how much at that point um just uh, everything about me had become dependent on that. And so anyway, he won the fight. He didn't prescribe it. I detox off this stuff. A couple of weeks felt, you know, crappy and down on, on life. And then uh, my head cleared and the sun came out. And I hadn't felt that way and since before I broke my leg. And I didn't realize how much being on those regularly had actually stolen life from me and stolen feeling from me. Um, and just all these things that are, that are necessary for living. I didn't realize how far down, how much it took from me until this dude forced me to get off of him. And then I'm thanking God. <laughs> so, first yeah. I'm thanking God for the drug. And then I'm thanking God that he, he got that wicked, ugly thing out of my life because it was
0: just killing me. Yeah. So, it's not, it's not just this easy thing, it's like in right. context. Well, and that's why it I wish I wish people we've we've advised people to do this, and I know we've all done this before. Sometimes you just need to take a break from something that you're doing to the glory of God. Take a month off and 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 evaluate. So yeah. sure. Can you take a month off? Right. You know, if you can't, you've got a problem that you've got to address. Right. Um, if, if you take that month off and everything is like the sun's come out and everything's clear and better. Right. That, that You just informed yourself about right. what you're doing, exactly. and, and people don't like to do that, but but my point I was going to get at before is you talked about doing things to the glory of God, and you mentioned smoke a joint. There are some things we can't do to the glory of Agreed. God. Agreed, right. And, and so I can't shoot heroin to the glory well, of God. Well, yeah, you I can't don't look think, at yeah. porn to the glory c- of God. I can tell myself yeah. I am. There, there are my, things that yeah. you just absolutely... If he says, be sober-minded, and you're trying to do something that to the glory of God that... You know, and you can't be sober minded. There's no question about what you're doing right now. So, let's, I mean, we've got to call it what it is. I would also say that there are people out there that, um, you know, you talked about being on morphine as a lifeline to get you through. I know a lot of people are that desperate right now and they're doing these things for that reason. They're they're to the point of suicide. They're to the point of, I can't, I can't live without this. I think God can sometimes bring things into our life for a season to help us through something, perhaps. I mean, I don't, I don't know how all this works exactly, but I've known people that needed something, some help for a bit. Yes. um, And it got them through. And uh, you know, I think we need to be kind of careful. We have to about, be real careful right. about going too far with some of these yeah. things because there are some people that you know would probably testify that I had six months where I couldn't have you know whatever it happened to be. Something came into my life and I, I needed help. Yep. And I'm off of that now and I'm good. Yep. But um, you know, it isn't as cut and dry as I think we'd like it to be. Yeah, sometimes it's not point. super cut and yeah. dry.
2: And this, and this is why it's a touchy subject. And this is why I wanted to bring this part of it up is because we've seen the opposite. You've got you've got people that are very careful and stay on top of not letting anything in. Like, you know, they're, they're very on top of Satan's devices and, and being watchful and wanting to maintain a sober-mindedness, um, and, and this is good. But sometimes it could be to a fault. You've got these, these other people. Um, actually, those are the people I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Um, the, you got people that are liberal, and then you've got people that actually have children that are dying because they got sick and, and they could have taken them to get antibiotics right. these are Christians like we these are the ones that make the news where you have these Christian cults, maybe they're cults uh, sex that don't that believe that all medicine's bad because of some of what right. we're talking about here. none of it's from God, none of it's for good. it's only from Satan and it's only there to ruin you and then there's stuff available to them that they're right. you know what I mean and so th- that's why you know this is this is a weird you know it's interesting how Christians can go with this, right the directions they go with it. Um, is it only the work of of the devil? I guess is the question. I, that's what we're trying to answer. Is like like no, no. But but like everything yeah.
0: else, he can take the good things God has given us and, 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 make, and, them and, and make them bad things. Make sure. them bad things, and we can do the same thing in our lives. So yep. yeah, um, you know, there's uh, alcohol in the Bible is actually called a gift from God. Yep. Um, and yet, look at what we, could, what man can take and do with it. Um, sex is a gift from God. Look what we can, you know, look what we can do with it. We can destroy a good thing from God and make it an evil thing. Yeah. Right. And and that's what we need to be careful of. Yeah. And so, for that person that maybe is out there, that's that's been on, you know, something that's been helping them get through for a while, regardless of what it is, yeah. um, you know, take take some time to reflect on it, pray about it, ask other people in your life, how has this changed me? Um, what's this doing to me? And be honest about it. If the fruit is, is, is evil or yeah. if it's negative, it's not good fruit, Yeah, you've you got to rethink it, you know, for sure. believe, well,
1: like you mentioned Advil earlier, like a person yeah. can have an unhealthy dependence on Advil, even though that doesn't Correct. necessarily affect your sober-mindedness. You know, you, you could run to that as, as yeah. you know, numbing, numbing the pain. It's a good thing that that exists, that we can, that you can sleep and get relief for your back, but like a person can take a good thing and overdo it and make an unhealthy thing out of it. (laughs) It'll
0: it'll destroy your stomach apparently if you take too much (laughs) of it, which, you know, it'll even have negative physical effects on on your body. So
2: that's the bummer is like everything, even things that are helpful and good have these side effects, you know, just reminding us that none of it's an ultimate fix, you know, like we're we're dying no matter what and we're going to experience a certain level of pain in this life now. No matter what. And so right. um, sometimes just knowing, knowing that that's a reality, then you start shifting maybe where your solution is, which I think is where, where we're going to go. Because a lot of people are going to drugs and alcohol because they don't want to feel like we already talked about right. or they don't want to experience what they're experiencing yeah. in their life. But at the end of the day, it's, that's not solving anything and um this is what we have i mean christians need to understand that this this is what we have yeah there's a god that is that is greater than everything in the world a god who 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 gives out doses and prescriptions for a grace that surpasses understanding um i mean paul you know learned to be content in every such situ- i can't even imagine physically not just experientially but physically right. what this guy was going through half the time and how he felt and yet you know this is what he says like like i have learned to be content in all things like yeah. christ is his contentment yeah, yeah. you know um, and i and it's i th-
0: i think it's just so easy for us to to say well and yeah, and, and the th- 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 funny thing is that's where true joy and it peace is. in life happens is when you get to that point where Christ is all you have and you realize that's enough. Yep. And and nope a lot of Christians don't, you know, I think we get glimpses of that here and there, but yep. um, but I think we, we try to believe no no, the life is in these things. The yep. the satisfaction right. and the happiness and the joy and the peace is in these substances. And it's not. Right. Um, but but part of why
2: we do it in all fairness, the substance is over that, even if we wait out, is because one is more immediate. Like right. sure. We don't wanna wait right. on God. We don't things. know how he's gonna do it. We don't know if he's gonna do it. And yeah. so we'll we'll kind of mouth the truths that we know and nod our head like, yeah, right. your grace is sufficient, but now I'm going to go fix this right now because right? yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> you're not going to fix it right now. And it's now. very likely that yeah. God
1: has a purpose in depression and in anxiety that we feel those things that, you know, as long as they move us closer to him, yeah. that, you know, we're, we're missing out in a sense on you know what God would have in those things when we take the quick fix.
2: For sure. So uh, let's pull all this into kind of the main reason why we're talking about it. What are, let's talk about some of the, what are some of the spiritual effects, uh, you know, of um how how does drug use and um alcohol use um affect us spiritually as christians what does it take what does it end up costing us what does it end up challenging what does it end up removing if anything are there are there prices to pay spiritually right
0: yeah, I would say isolation is is one of the big things for me that a- I saw yeah. I saw it just happen. I, I didn't want to be. I'm already introverted. I'm already tend to be you know want to be isolated anyway. Yeah, but it's the worst thing for me. Yeah, because I just get into myself at that point. I just focus you know self focus, self pity, self all that stuff. And so, but but marijuana specifically yep. just drove me further and further and further into isolation. So I have a question: Why? Because I would yeah. say that
2: that's a common characteristic. Like I I've I've seen it. We've all seen it as pastors when. People in our congregation yep. have started drinking more, or started smoking pot, or getting into right. things. They, why does it? Why
0: is that a tall tale? Well, why does it isolate us? Part of it is because they know that what they're doing is wrong. Right. There's that comes with the it. The darkness hates the light, yep. so you don't want to go anywhere where you're going. to— totally. We've even seen that where you'll run into somebody and they, they're doing everything they can to try to get away from you as quick as they can yep. because they don't want to be found out. Totally. They right. know what they're doing is wrong. There's guilt. Yep. So when there's guilt, there's, you know, isolation makes a lot of sense. Totally, man. Agreed. But it's also there's something else that goes on there where you just, it it pulls you further into this hole. Yeah. And I I can't even explain it, but I just remember being in this dark hole. I didn't even want to be alive. I I remember feeling that way. I didn't, I hated the way it made me feel. And I was probably getting high five, six times a day. I mean, I was smoking a lot and and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to feel that way again. And I, but I still kept doing it. I just couldn't, I, I did it. Yep, and I hated myself. I hated the way I felt. I hated people. I hated everybody. Yep, you know. And it's like when I finally got free of it, ah, And it was about the same time I became a Christian. So there's, you know, both of those things <laughs> happened yeah. simultaneously. But what a difference! And that's the dysfunction know. of the relationship,
2: right? Is like that this whole thing where um, you you know what it's taking, you know what it's costing you. Um, you even come to a point where you you know that you you, you need to shed it and get yeah. rid of it, but you don't. And and it's it's almost like it, you you keep you keep thinking next time's gonna gonna be that same feeling you got right. the first time and right. and you know it's it's all the you know stereotypes of the truths of of addiction and yeah. just the the dysfunction of the whole relationship it promises you even after it beats you up and <laughs> yeah. takes everything from you yeah. not just come back again it'll be different next yeah, time right. and alive. it ain't
0: ever no yeah well I think right. we're living in this this time of of self care this emphasis on self care and self focus. Uh, is almost a virtue, mm-hmm. and and it's probably one of the worst things a Christian can can focus on because the more I focus on myself and my my you know I mean again there there's a there's a part of self care that makes sense I get sure you know right. we need to be t- you know take care of ourselves but but the idea that always that self focus and and I found that drugs. Just enhance that for sure. I, I, all I did was focus on myself all the time for sure. And when we're as Christians focused on the glory of God and the good of others and serving, it it changes our whole it changes our whole perspective, sure. our whole life. It, it, it cures depression very often for me. Yeah. When I'm feeling isolated, and depressed, and I stop focusing on you know me and start pouring into others, it all it all changes totally. So yeah. that's totally. a good point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it it is it is an act or a lifestyle that is all about self ulti- mm-hmm. ultimately which is part of why you're doing it, pursuing it, hurting people to continue to be able to do it. Um,
1: It it is all about you and everybody else falls away. It becomes an insatiable appetite that is never going to be fully satisfied. For sure. Maybe from moment to moment, but not long term. And we justify
0: it because we're, you know, it's it's like we have to do this in order to to survive or to deal or whatever. So you, you make it. You make it okay, and and that's why at some point you need to step back and be honest with yourself because it's it's right. probably not okay for sure. So
2: isolation is one of the main yeah. um, deficits. It's one of the things that definitely takes from us that is dangerous about drugs and alcohol. <coughs> Excuse me, in the life of the believer and how it affects us spiritually. It it isolates us, and we all know what the Bible says about sheep that are right. You know that are that that wander away from the flock. Like right, we're easy to pick pick off, and there there is an adversary again out there uh, wanting to pick us off. Like that's the whole point. So, um, yeah, uh, being alone is the worst place we can be as Christians. So, um, for sure. And what else, what are some other
1: ways that affects us? Well, just when we're not in our our right mind to make wise decisions, like there's just all like the dominoes just fall, you know, we, we make, you know, bad decision after bad decision because we can't think straight. Yeah. And so, you know, isolation is, is you know, certainly one, but but then, you know, just the ramifications of being isolated is that, you know, <clears throat> you don't have accountability. You don't have, you know, you're walking away from people in your life and the systems that God has built in uh, to your life for your benefit and for your good yeah. you know, because of your shame and your guilt. Yep. Um, and you're not running to Christ and your shame and your guilt. You yes. know, you're, you're self-focused on, you know, just how you're messing up in life. And totally. I mean, there's just all these kinds of ramifications that come from not being able to make, you know, sober decisions. So here's
2: the effects of going back to where we started of not being sober-minded. Right. Is that, that when we're we're not in our normal mind, we're not having thoughts that we would normally have. Right. And when we do have thoughts... We're not evaluating them, right, and and interpreting them and responding to them the way that we normally yeah. would.
1: So the dominoes fall. In the so wrong people direction. we used to
2: love become our enemies, and things that we used to say I would never do that become things that we end up doing all the time. And and yeah. I remember how it was ch- yeah. chasing the next bat. That's all that mattered, and I I did stuff and that I never thought I would do, man. And it, and it's just uh, that yeah. So sober-mindedness kind of yeah. kind of matters a little bit, and that's the first thing I think yeah. it takes. It severs our ability to think and and process
1: clearly, and then respond right. clearly. And, and then we justify. You know, we work hard, work overtime at justifying things that we know aren't right and aren't yes. good. Yes. Uh, so we can continue. You know, in that manner.
0: For sure. I would say also the the level of deception that has to occur um, in order. You know, as, as far as our spiritual walk goes, you have to lie to yourself. <laughs> Um, you have to lie to so many other people continually. Yep. I mean, it's you're literally just living in a lie, yep. kind of a scenario where you're deceiving yourselves and deceiving others in order to do what you want to do, right. for sure. And, and it's just a miserable existence. Yeah. Uh, but you, we've we've seen that over and over again too with people that you know they'll they'll tell you all the right things. They'll say that they're doing good, that it's not affecting them, and they're they're you know they're just caught in a big fat lie. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's a miserable way to go. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: I think maybe like the worst thing um, that I could think of for me. Uh, as a, as a, uh, for a Christian going that way is that it, ac- it actually kills your, your most important relationship with, which is with God. And yeah. I know we've already alluded to this, but, um, um, he doesn't share his love, his glory with anybody. That's called idolatry, and when you start moving into those other things, you've put something else on the throne, and it does affect that relationship. They're they're not both going to sit on the throne. I tried that for years, yeah. where it's like I'm going to have all of you and all of you, and we're going to figure out how to make this thing work, and it doesn't. Someone loses, someone wins, and it's and it's usually the drugs. And I remember um, kind of as an, an analogy. You know, I grew up, I grew up in a great Christian home with great parents that love me and care about me. I have a dad that just that just loves me and always cared about me and, and did the best thing. But when I started getting into drugs, um, I, it started changing the way I looked at my dad. So like, what was, <laughs> what I once knew was love was now like, no, nah, like he's the problem. Like he's the enemy. He just wants to get in the way and keep, you know what I mean? Um, because there was opposition there. Right. Um, so it affected my relationship with my earthly dad to where he went from the best dude in the world. That's most for me in my mind and heart, um, and reality to the worst guy that needed to actually go away, um, and it's that much more with our heavenly Father and our heavenly relationship when we put something else like this on the throne of our right. lives. It will demand everything from yeah. us. It will demand yeah. our full attention, our full relationship, all our love, all our le- efforts, and and our Father will lose out right. um, on on that going to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like to me, to me, that's easily. The, bo- the, the the biggest
1: problem sure. with it. it affects our direct relationship with our heavenly father which is the source of life yeah. he's the source of life <clears throat> so Glenn asked a question here in the chat where does seeking first the kingdom of God come into this conversation did he provide the answer too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did not the provide the answer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, that that goes go back ahead. to what we were talking about before. Exactly. With, if
0: we're on mission here, um, we with the purpose, he's, he's given us a commission, you know, to follow the Great Commission, the Great Commandment. You really can't seek the Kingdom of God first if you're if you're not sober-minded right. in right. your right mind, right. right? Exactly. You know, if you're checked out, it's not. It doesn't go hand in hand. You're you're off. You're off. You know, you're off course at that point. Right. right. So.
2: But, but obviously, if, if we're seeking God first and he is on the throne of our lives and, and we know why we're here every day and we're conscious of that and we're uh, everything that we do and the decisions we make are to maintain a sober mindedness to protect that, um, then that will keep us from dangers. Yep, I exactly. mean, that, so so obviously to to be looking at him and, and, and putting him first and, and having him as our God and our life source. Are um, everything, no matter what we're experiencing or feeling, then, yeah, that's that's going to help us endure right. anything that we think we can't get through.
0: Yep. Agreed. You know, Well, so. and I, I think just always keeping in mind that God isn't trying to keep us from anything um, in, in regards to these drugs and things we're talking about. I think we always think, you know, there's fun to be had out there, and God's just trying to, you know, squash all the fun sure. and right. keep us from having anything good. And uh, he's really doing the opposite. Right. Uh, like a good father, he's protecting his kids from what's going to hurt them sure. and harm them and, and, exactly. and you know, I I don't know why I just it seems like I always think that way like yeah those guys are having all the fun and well even if fun isn't in the
1: equation like God God wants us to be able to to manage our pain and God wants us to be able to manage our our anxiety and our depression and and look to him in these things he's not trying to be a wet blanket you know about these kinds of things that you know he's he's for he's for us well again he's he's, for our good he's providing life right Right. uh,
2: John 10 10 like the thief comes to to steal kill destroy I have come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly so we have a life source which is what we all want. Yeah. It's what we all need. In fact, that's why a lot of people go to drugs and alcohol, and the things they go to is because they're looking for life. But that none of them are the source of it. Yeah. Right. He's he alone is the source of it. Um, and and all Satan's doing is giving us you know little you know look over here little decoys right yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and they're all they're all fake. Um, I love um, uh, what is it Colossians two eight c two c two it. I, I like the King James because it starts off with beware. So, so it's almost like a gate with a big beware sign, like yeah. a big dog behind it. Uh, see to it that no one takes you captive by human, uh, or I'm sorry, by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And so Paul knows by saying this right here, like this is Satan's ploy, like mm-hmm. he's he's a he's a counterfeit for of a life source, and he's going to try to convince you with all kinds of things that it is the life source. But don't buy it. Like, don't fall for it. Christ alone is
0: the source of life and truth. Yeah. So It reminds me of when yep. going through Ecclesiastes when we basically saw Solomon who, you know, went down all these roads for us. Yeah, exactly. And posted, posted dead insides. Exactly. And so that we could, you know, we, yeah. we wouldn't have to go down them ourselves. And, yep. and I wish more people would just learn. It's like, okay, yep. you know, it, there's no life down this road. There's yep. no life down there. There's no peace down this road. Yep. There's no joy down this road. Yep. Uh, there's a better way. Yep. And it's it's really what God has designed totally. you know, in Him. Yep. So, so what,
2: uh, closing words, parting words, what would you say to the Christian that, that may be caught up in something right now, maybe in over their head with something right now? Uh,
1: what would you say? You know, I think we all as pastors have seen over the years that when people are engaging in things that they know that they ought not to, that you know, they, they either lean into their community for help or they run away from it and hide. We already talked about you know, isolation. And I would just encourage anybody that, like, lean into your community for yeah. help. Um, You know, fight through the guilt and the shame that you might be dealing with. Um, And I think especially in in, in our church, like, we're we're a pretty loving group of people. Um, I mean, not without our faults and our flaws, but, you know, I think that you'll find that if you lean into your community that there's people that will help and support you um, and not look down their nose at you in, you know, dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with. So so don't run, you know, fight the urge um, to run away from community as a result of guilt and shame and lean into the community that God has built into your life.
2: Yeah there's, there's power in repentance. Yeah. Cause the repentance yeah, yeah. is a thing we don't want to do. Oh, Cause it says, Oh, I failed. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm bad. You know, Oh, I'm worse than they are. Oh, I'm ashamed. Right. right? Where repentance is this thing we get to do, which restores us. Like there's sure. power in repentance. Like it's it's a benefit. It's a, it's a privilege that we get to yeah. do it. And it's something that's a part of all of our lives. Yeah. It's, it, it's not, it's not just you that needs to repent. Like we're all yeah. repenting over things well, all the time. Just the it's
1: humility a... of saying I need help. I mean, you yeah. know, none of us not, like totally. to admit that. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, for your good, for the glory of God humble yourself and say I need help and trust that that God has built into your life people that are going to help yeah
2: and like we said earlier you can't do it alone right so don't be like oh I'm just going to go ahead and take care of this and no one has to know any different and I'll just get right back on the right no that's yeah that's not how it works like you need the flock you need the flock of God you need to be in the fold of God to benefit from whatever the strength of of numbers so yeah, yeah for sure
0: um, I, w- I would say um, I think we're all experts at deceiving ourselves, yeah. and and it's very easy yeah. to be doing these things and thinking that you know it's not it's not causing a problem, and right. so so the, you know it really is a, a slippery slope. These For things sure. these things will take you you know, downstream quickly. For sure. And so just maybe have that moment of evaluation, you know, what's this doing in my life? How's this affecting me? Maybe ask some other people that that know you well and love you to, to, you know, ask them that same question. Am I the same person? Am I, am I, you know, am I doing good with this or not? Right. And so really just inspect the fruit in your life and be honest about it. Because I think very often if we do that and, and if you can not go a month, you know, take a month off, Yeah. watch what happens. If you can't take a month off, you you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and even if you've been on something for a long time, kind of one of those dependence, chemical dependence drugs, and it's helped you for a while, um, uh, you know, see, see, you know, I don't know, just, just same, same kind of thing. I know that helps people sometimes, and you yeah. can take the edge off. But it can also change you, and it can also numb you, and it can put you in a shell that you don't even realize you're in. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. Th- these are all complicated situations. They but. are, and and but. we're not doctors, no. so like
2: there's different people. Like some of it's pre- yeah. pretty serious, but like it it, it could be just painkiller things. Yeah. That someone's so been on if for you're so like, long. If you're a diabetic, don't stop. Yeah. It, your exactly. <laughs> yeah, <this isn't, laughs> exactly. But but
0: I mean, at some point, again, just if you're on, I, I can think of people that I, I have been through this where where they finally got off of it. And just like you described, yeah. it was like a cloud lifted out of their life. Oh gosh, and they the realized, best thing that could have happened. They realized they didn't actually need it anymore. Yep.
2: And even though I had a little more pain when I got yeah. off of it, um, it didn't matter because I had my life back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, thank you for the pain. <laughs> I can feel that again. It was almost good to
1: yeah. feel the discomfort again because yeah. it meant I was alive. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. So, good. Um, I might even give some encouragement to people. Um, you know, like, like it's not my job if somebody comes to me and says, you know, Here, here's my issue and here's my struggle and here's you know my my dilemma. It's not my job to say, well, I've never done that and I'm going to judge you right. for that and look down on you for that. Sure, yeah. you know, it's my job. You know, as a Christian, as a brother in Christ, and as a pastor, um, you know, to in the most you know non-judgmental sort of a way to just accept people for you know when when they repent, yep. um, you know, and to offer help and to be there for them so I would encourage, you know, just self-righteousness can creep in when, when somebody sins differently than we do, totally. <laughs> right? And, totally. and our tendency is to kind of look down our nose at people that sin in different ways than we do, and, and mm. that, that should have no place in the church. Um, you know, we should create a culture and an environment where, like, it's it's okay for people to come and say, here's here's my struggle, here's my lawn, my dirty laundry, I'm going to put it all
0: in front of you, and that we would love that person and help yeah. them through it. Yep. It's amazing how many people walk through. We just kind of, you know, ran into somebody this week where this came up. They walk through... Really hard things alone. Yes, and the church isn't meant to be that way. Nope. Yeah, at all. No, We're right. a family. We we work through this together, right. and so um, you know, being honest about these things with with your whole family and yeah. and uh, getting help is there's no shame in that. Yeah, when right. you each other, it's, it's the way it's the prescription God would write for you right now. <clears throat> yeah, go go get help. Totally. Yep. You know, I would maybe um, add to whoever that might be.
2: Don't don't give um, Satan. Um, more more credit than he deserves because that's exactly what he wants is more is more credit and what I mean by that is we can live in a state of d- defeat as yeah. believers and say this is too big of a hole to climb out of um, and that's giving Satan more um, credit you know First John chapter four he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world and and I think we just need to know that sometimes like as yep. impossible as our predicament seems n- none of it's impossible for Christ like none of it he performs right. all the time and is pleased to um take take the impossible things and redeem them and so um know that satan does not um uh, have the final word on these things there is a way out uh there's a, there's a possible redemption and restoration always with christ absolutely because he who's in us is greater than he was in the world so yeah okay amen cool yeah anything else we are good we're, we're good. God, thank you um, for this discussion. I pray that um someone hears it at some point um and uh hears you speaking to them and uh finds relief, freedom, um, exoneration from whatever bondage that they uh might might be in. So I pray uh, even though we're far from experts at this, that there was something helpful here, uh, that that uh your truths were involved in things that we um spoke today. Um, I thank you for delivering me. I'm one of those cases that absolutely seemed impossible. Um, and, and then here I am, um, just a, a trophy of your grace. Um, yeah, being used by you uh, for whatever reason and free from those things that I thought I could never get out of. And so I, I, I know that you do it. And, and I thank you for doing that for me and, and for Brent. And I thank you for guys like Chad that uh, never ran uh, to, the, to the vomit <laughs> that, that were um, just kind of spared of that. And so, uh, we just thank you that you're the God of everything, that you're Lord over everything. Um, and that nothing's excluded from that. And we thank you for today. And, uh, we thank you for your word, which guides us and directs us perfectly in Jesus
0: name. Amen. Amen, man. Thanks for tuning in. And Thanks hey, if you think in. about it, pray for Pastor David tomorrow night. He's going to actually be speaking at the uh, Dalton Teen Challenge event on this very subject yep. and uh, to a bunch of people that really need to hear this message. So, yeah, I appreciate your prayers. Thank absolutely. You. Yeah. Cool.
1: Right here at the end, Chris Compass is saying, yo, from Ethiopia. Yo, huh Ethiopia? Well, yeah, what's I don't know what that's about. Out there? Hey, Chris. Yeah. What's up, Chris? So that's a good note to sign off on. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Chris. Bye, Chris. <laughs>